What is going on? It is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to hang out with Taylor Gray over Zoom video. Taylor Gray is from Northern California, uh, up in the Bay Area. She grew up in Redwood City, went to college at Stanford, so obviously very, very, very smart. She got into music at an early age, uh, a very shy kid. Her mom decided, you know what, we're going to put you in musical theater, kind of get you out of your shell. And instead of that totally backfiring, she was in love with it, did musical theater and chorus and choir through middle school and high school, picked up guitar at a very early age, was a huge Taylor Swift fan, still is. She was kind of the inspiration to want to learn guitar and write songs. Like I said, she went to Stanford, but she always knew she wanted to pursue music. She ended up taking a gap year to really focus on her music. She lives in LA now. She talked about some huge tours she had the opportunity to be a part of while still attending college. The couple EPs she's released, her full album, and all about the new batch of work she's been releasing with the most recent songs, Ever Knew Me and Idiot. You can watch the interview with Taylor on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be rad if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, it'd be awesome if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Taylor Gray. Hello. Hi. Hi, Taylor. How are you? Good. How are you, Adam? I'm fantastic. I appreciate you uh, doing this today. I'm so, I appreciate you for having me. I'm so excited. I've been looking forward to this all week. Awesome. That makes me feel good. Well, I'm excited to talk to you. Uh, this is a podcast about you and your journey in music. And we'll talk about uh, the new songs that are out, Idiot and Ever Knew Me. Quick side note, this is going to come out after the song's out. So we'll talk about it as if it's out. <laughs> Wonderful. Love it. Can yeah, do. I, although I haven't had a chance to hear it. So I need your uh, explanation of, of the song and everything when we get to that point. Can do. I got you. Killer. Awesome. Yes. Yeah, so like, like I said, this is about you and your journey in music and how you got to where you are now. Amazing. I'm so excited. Cool. Thank you. Of course. My, my pleasure. I'm excited to speak with you. Um, so I did see you're from Northern California. I'm from Southern California and I don't live there now, but I'm born and raised California uh, up until about a year ago. What part of Northern California are you from? Yeah. Bay area, San Francisco. So uh -huh. yeah. In San Francisco. I, I lived in the Bay area for five years. So I've, no I'm way. curious to know exactly where about. Yeah. Where do you live in the Bay area? I spent a very short time in San Ramon, but then I moved to Walnut Creek for a few years. Oh, have you heard the debate about whether Walnut Creek is considered part of the Bay Area? It no. was all it was all the rage as a kid. Everyone was talking about it. Really? <laughs> I didn't know about this. I thought it was all part of the Bay Area because people. Call, is. What is that like? Because there's a there's like a stretch. There's like Dublin, San Ramon. Danville, and then there's another place I keep forgetting that's between there and in Walnut Creek that's like super upscale housing. It's oh. basically you take that Iron Horse Trail and you go for like years down that. I, or may am I not even near where you're from? 
No, I, I'm I'm like just south of San Francisco. So right out, like just south of South San Francisco. So it was a bit oh. of a drive like into the city, um, but it, it was really nice to grow up kind of like in an area that was smaller, like not small town or anything like that. But um, if you wanted to, you had the city there. Uh, that was exciting. Cool. So. It's interesting because South San Francisco is south of like Daly City, right? Or is it? I'm trying to remember, like, because I, I remember it got weird. It was like San Francisco and then Daly City was like where the the college was, the University of San Francisco or San Francisco State was there. And then like you went further down and it was like considered no, South. Yeah, but it wasn't really San Francisco. Yeah, and then I you get know. it. Yeah, you, I'm, I'm going to embarrass myself right now and say I up until like officially a year ago i've lived in the bay area my whole life and i still do not understand it well i still have no idea what's going on there i don't totally know. understandable because it's very massive and there's so, so many they that you can still consider uh so much of it the bay area like you know uh napa is bay area or you know you can go all the way down to like santa cruz oh that's the bay area like, eh, is it <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Every, everything in like a hundred mile radius is the Bay. Oh, sure. So. <laughs> okay. So you grew up in South San Francisco? Right South of it. So kind of when you get into like the smaller towns, um, but what yeah. smaller town, just cause I'm curious. Yeah. Have you heard of like Redwood city? Area? I have heard of Redwood city. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's like not in the city, but it's close enough where yeah it is it, it's close there's no what's weird though is the bart ends prior to hitting redwood city which i don't like yeah yeah you have to get on another it. form of transportation to get to there and then get it yeah anyway yeah they they have decent public transportation but they could always up their game for sure <laughs> <laughs> awesome well what was it like growing there i mean obviously you have access to the city fairly e easily i would think yeah, I mean, I, I loved it. Uh, I think it was, it was, it was really nice. It, it wasn't a small town vibe by any means, but it was a small community kind of where I was and um, especially like in and around school, uh, small, smaller schools and uh, you, you know, people pretty well and you know, the families pretty well, which I really loved and I mean, I obviously didn't hate it because I stayed there another four years for college. So right. it, uh, it, it, kind of, it just kind of was home for a long time. Are you still there or no? No, I'm in LA now. Oh, yeah. okay. Still on the West Coast. Yeah, no, still, still in California. I have not lived anywhere else. Maybe one day. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you went to Stanford. Is that what I saw? I did, yes. Wow. Very smart individual. Thank you. I did not feel smart there. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. And you got you, in there. I got in there. Yeah. And then they have an orientation where they're like, hey, guys, I just want to let you know, you're all going to feel like you don't belong here. That's normal. And it was like, okay, okay, amazing. And then immediately after that talk, they went in to list the accomplishments of other people in your class. And it's like, one kid figured out how to screen for pancreatic cancer and other people are winning awards and they're like, oh my God, I just do music. 
That's crazy. Oh, did you? Uh, so they go through. Did they go through your major and mention these people, or just in general? They're like, this person went here and they did this. No, this is this is like before you start school freshman year. Oh. Uh, so no one needs to declare majors. Nothing. They just tell you about the accomplishments of people in your class, and you're looking around like, oh my god. Did they mention K-Fly for the music department? They didn't because she wasn't in uh, my year, <laughs> but I, I love K-Fly and I was so excited. I knew about her before I knew she went to Stanford yeah. and that was a very exciting uh, discovery for me. Yeah, she's an incredible, incredible human being and artist. Yeah, she started out of the dorms in Stanford. So cool. Yeah. So, okay. Well, prior to going, did you go to Stanford then for music? No, no. Oh, okay. I I studied psychology while I was there, um, but I did do music all throughout it. Uh, okay, I think that's what Kayflay studied, to be honest. <laughs> oh my God. Stop! I'm so excited right now. That it, 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 it makes sense. It makes sense because as writers, you're trying to understand yourself and understand others, sure. um, and are interested kind of in in people's psyches. So. Uh, that makes sense too. Okay. Well, so how did then, how did you get into music? Like uh, you come from a musical household at all? No, I actually, I actually don't. When we were younger, my mom would always have music around on in the house, okay. but uh, no one, no one really did it. It actually, I, I started in musical theater and I started in my first musical was in second grade when I was seven because my mom got back from a parent teacher conference in which they they told her I was pretty shy in class and so she thought throwing me in an audition for a musical would like bring me out of my shell and okay. she kind of started a tidal wave of yeah so I was a true theater kid and Wow, that obviously worked instead of yeah, ba totally backfiring on her. Exactly, right? It's like, oh, I did not know that. I just did this to improve your academics, and now this is your thing. Yeah, so. Wow, so then did you do that all through? Did you stay within theater and musical theater for I did. a while? I, I was a true theater kid all throughout um, up until senior year of high school. Uh, the funny thing is, is the only lead role I ever got was in sixth grade in Cats. I was, oh. about, I got to die and, and everything and that was fun. Um, but seventh through 12th grade, never got a, never got a lead role. So I was not, I was not any good at musical theater. You know, I, I was fine, but everyone was better. Okay. But I still loved it, you know. What about music? Like, I mean, you're sitting next to a piano, you play guitar. Was that something that came in uh, early as well? Or uh, you didn't pick it up till later in life? I think it, around middle school, I, I started writing songs apparently um, in third grade, which of wow. course, that's like a really long stretch to say, like writing songs, you know, but my mom likes to say that. Um, well, but, I've heard a lot of artists like kind of go, yeah, well, I started writing then, but it really wasn't right. But it really is. I mean, to put together, you know, words, melodies and all that stuff is still you're still writing a song. You obviously probably weren't writing what you are now, but it's it's something. It's a start. Yeah, absolutely. I think I, I wrote a song about um, thinking boys were silly, 
so not much has changed. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I fell in love with Taylor Swift. So around, gosh, maybe it was fourth or fifth grade. So I really am one of those who fell down the Swifty to songwriter pipeline uh, pretty quick. I'm also one of those. A human being yeah. i was just older and weirder because it was but i didn't like i yeah i'm such a fan of hers she's like one of my favorite artists of all time oh my not, god like being dead serious <laughs> no i i believe you i would never i she is like the greatest of all time do you have a favorite album or record uh, i was weird i love i hmm my favorite album before the most recent two that she put out, because those are my favorites. I think those are such incredible albums that she did over the quarantine, like Evermore and, and uh, was there Willow? No, what's it called? Folklore. Which one? Folklore. 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 I think those are the two best records she's ever done. Um, but in 1989 was my favorite album she ever wrote. Gosh, it's, it has so many amazing songs on that. Though every one of her records is awesome, though. I mean, every single album is is incredible. So it's hard to to really pinpoint ones. I just think the newest ones are so good because my I don't like her. Per, this is personally, I'm not a huge fan of more like the tongue and cheeky like the ones that she did like uh, that me song with uh, Brandon Yuri. Like I don't like like shake it off. Like those ones, like they're cool and they're fun and they're like they are what they are. Um, but I think that doesn't really showcase how incredibly talented and deep she is as a writer. No, I, I totally can see that. I think it's such a, yeah, I mean, I, I agree they wouldn't be my, my first to put on. At the same time, I'm like almost those, especially Shake It Off, like showcase how talent, like that the talent to write a song that like pretty much every, like, Everyone you talk to has heard that song. No, yeah, I'm not discrediting it. Like, I mean, no, the no, fact I that know, she can no, write these super hits that are that good and like, but she also writes songs like, um, you know, Exile. And it's like, oh my gosh, like that's such a freaking, uh, that's one of the best songs I've ever heard, like ever, like how deep that one is. And then you hear these other songs, but it's like, she can do both. She's such a broad artist that she can write anything. Um, but personally, it's like, wow, that, yeah. Anyway, oh, I sorry, agree. shake it off. Yeah, yeah. It's a, that is, a, a, I mean. No, I, I am totally on the same page with you there. Like, really, her, her new stuff is just like, oh, hits you right. It's like daggers in the heart emotion. Yeah, she's I, brilliant. Totally, I totally agree. What is your favorite Taylor Swift record? Gosh, I, I agree that that's like an impossible question. And I'm very sorry for asking you because <laughs> it's unfair of me to do that because how how could anyone ever? I I agree that the ones that like now, and it's also like, you know, older, the ones that speak to me now the most are folklore and evermore. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely. But I, I will be a red stand for oh, her. That's a great yeah. record. Yeah, I think that's too for me. Not 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 that I that red wasn't my favorite record, but like yeah, I like those two new ones because I'm old and I'm like oh those are rad records because they're more relative to me instead of going back and listening to like the first album or like Fearless and I'm like yeah this is definitely when she was like 15 years old and writing these songs but they you know obviously were relatable to everyone and anyway. Enough about Taylor Swift. So you, she kind of got you into the idea of wanting to play guitar and write songs. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think her and Avril Lavigne. Um, okay. I, I heard let go, you know, when I was really young. So both of them really, it just, it felt like, oh my gosh, this is something you can do. This is something that would be fun to do. And I started uh, trying to write songs and took a couple guitar lessons, was no good at the lessons. So I started trying to teach myself. Mm-hmm. But uh, originally, I just had a book, like books of, of like the Lisa Frank notebooks of lyrics that I just memorized melodies to and did not have any sort of instrumentation to it at the start for like a couple of years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, what, how did you get the first guitar? Was it something you asked your parents for? Mm -hmm. Yes. My sister actually uh, started wanting, she wanted to play guitar way before I did. And she really like was good, was good at lessons. And I was not, but uh, soon kind of eclipsed uh, that eventually. uh, So I used her guitar for a while and then uh, had one of those. Older sister? No, she's younger. Uh, Yeah, she just was like way cooler than me at a young (laughs) age. (laughs) Okay, so you used her guitar for a bit? Yeah, yep. And then got like an acoustic uh, plastic string ones. Like I think, uh, you know, whatever the cheap uh, guitar is. Classical kind of guitar? The nylon string? No, like literally just an acoustic that they make for children to learn because it's cheap, not as hard on your fingers. Got it. Uh, so it's one of those. And then eventually, it's actually back here. Um, I got a, my first guitar, which was an electric guitar. Um, and it's like this really cool sparkly blue because I was young and loved that. That's cool. You still have it. Is that the acoustic guitar you got? Is was it, like you still have that early plastic? Um, that's not obviously the plastic one, but you have <laughs> the plastic one still. It might be at my parents' house somewhere. I doubt it though. Uh-huh. I think I broke all of the strings. I think I played it until there were like three strings left. I could have restrung it. I just I didn't know how. <laughs> okay. And you got the, so they got the electric guitar. And how did that change? Were you uh, playing like? More. Yeah. <laughs> but were you like playing heavier songs, or why did you want the electric? Just because she Taylor played one at one point in life. Gosh, I think I kid you not. I think I just really like the color. Oh, there you go. That's enough. Something really vain and and not smart, but uh, I love. I loved it. I still love it. Yeah. Uh, Well, okay. So you get these guitars. When do you start? You. you, you, It sounds like you didn't really um, like the lessons, but you continued to to play just on your own and figured it out yourself. Yeah, I I started. You know, I say that I, I can play guitar only only well enough to write with it. I would not call myself a guitarist by any means. Um, and so that kind of started when I was younger, too, because I was impatient and I wanted to start writing songs with guitar. And so I kind of, you know, I, I, I only know enough to write songs and uh, I'm not good, but... I started, I started writing and practicing and, um, you know, would, would, would get more into it. And as I transitioned into high school, I, I started wanting to record stuff 
um, mm -hmm. and started doing that kind of just for fun and eventually was like, I kind of want to do this like more professionally and uh, was very lucky that my parents were on board with that as long as I was in school. Okay, so you, obviously very smart to get into Stanford. So were you doing, uh, academics must have been a big part of your life as well, along with the guitar. Absolutely, yeah. I think uh, academics were always foremost. Um, and uh, gosh, it's it, it's like 100%, 100%, I think, for both music and academics. And okay. that, didn't, that didn't bode well for my sleep schedule, but it... I, I, yeah, I, I loved it. I wanted to do both. I, I wasn't one of those who was like, oh, I'm gonna stay in school because I have to, but I'd rather do music, which I did. I would rather do music. And I had an insane college experience because I was doing both like a very weird, abnormal one. But I, I wanted to stay in school. You know, I wanted to, to finish. I, I enjoyed it and I enjoy having, um, you know, I had the opportunity to get an incredible education. So I was like, I'm absolutely going to take it. Mm -hmm. And did you like know that you wanted to go to Stanford? Was that a first choice? And why did you decide to go there? Uh, I think I, I really just kind of was inculcated into that culture at a young age. And that's kind of uh yeah, it's kind of, I, I'm sure I was brainwashed by the Silicon Valley area of like, right. that's cool and everyone knows about it. And I'm sure it was, if, if we want to dive into the psychology of it, I'm sure it was <laughs> like I saw it around a lot. Sure, and, sure. Uh, it was honestly, it was close enough where I, I didn't want to go to the East Coast because I knew LA was where I needed to be for music. And mm -hmm. I knew that like a 45 minute flight was way better than like a five, five hours. Hour <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. Or your parents, uh, they must be very smart. Did they go to like an Ivy League type school as well? Uh, my or did they put you towards <laughs> education? Sorry, go ahead. No, no, I'm sorry to, to interrupt. Um, they, yeah, they, they, they are very, very smart individuals and I always knew that and they didn't push me per se but also I you know I it was just a, a value that they had and I wanted to emulate that mm -hmm. um, my dad's from Canada so he went to school there um, and my mom went to USC so oh, okay. they're, they're they're smarty pants for sure for sure cool okay so you go into to college are you in high school are you playing open mic nights or showing anyone your songs you talked about recording them uh was that something that you kept yourself or were you known as like oh like taylor's the girl that writes songs and plays around the local area no i was and still am to this day very shy about that stuff um yeah i think uh my first two years of high school uh i i really was like, it sounds so emo to say, but I really was like invisible in, in the high school. And so people knew that I sang because I was in choir and um, I had before and was in the musicals, but 
it definitely wasn't like anyone knew that I was writing or, or stuff like that. And then I transferred high schools and kind of around that time started putting out, like putting online some of these songs that I had written maybe like the end of my, like my junior, senior year. Gosh, my it's been so long, my memory's uh, fading. But then, then in my new high school, um, people did, people did know. And my friend, my friends knew, but oh, gosh, I did like, I did the, ta- like the, the showcase, the senior showcase. Mm, um, like a talent show like that. thing. Okay. But yeah, I, I was not excited to do that. I did it with a friend and I like, she was like, no, it's, you have to. And I was like, oh my God, no, 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 no. Like I, I'm so, um, so it's so interesting and doesn't really make sense with the, the career path I, I've chosen. But yeah, I was I was not a brave little kid, that's for sure. Did you play one of your songs or did you do like a cover? I did play one of my songs. Wow, that's bold. It, How it, was that? It, I, did, I don't think I looked at the audience once. What was the response? I, it must have gotten a good enough one to continue on. I think uh, I, it was mostly parents. So I think they were very kind to me. Yes. <laughs> okay. I always find it funny that um, people that have, you know, that write songs and are like, that's kind of like my thing. And uh, I'm very shy and I don't want to play in front of people. Then they decide on like the school talent show to showcase their first you know, piece of uh, their own material. And then you're, not only are you playing your own song, which is super vulnerable, you're playing to all the kids that already know you, that you're going to see the next, literally the next day at school, instead of going to like a coffee shop where there might be 15 people that you'll never run into, into ever again. It's always funny to hear the, the first performance stories that are probably the most terrifying and vulnerable spot you could possibly be at to, to play a first you know, gig. I was conned into it. And I will say that because my friend, we, we were doing, um, the, my school had like, you could do a senior project and do kind of whatever you want for mm-hmm. a couple of weeks. And a friend of mine who was also a songwriter, we were like, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna write songs together. And, um, so she was like, part of it was like, we needed to do a performance or it was good or advised. And then she was like, oh, so we, I, we had planned to do it together. And then mm-hmm. she was like, actually I'm going out of town oh wow no way and so that doing my own song by myself was like the only choice so I I was conned yeah (laughs) wow that's (laughs) wow okay so she just hung you out to dry then was like oh sorry I'm not gonna be able to do this it's all you see you later Mm -hmm. wow okay so then you get into Stanford, you continue writing songs and playing while you're attending college. Cause it sounds like, you know, you went for psychology or and was music just a thing. Did you go there to have something to fall back on if the music thing didn't work out or like, how did you juggle that? Yeah, I think um, it was, it was a challenge for sure. My freshman year, I think was probably the most normal college experience I had. You know, I, I did the dorm thing and um, was was with friends and making friends and going out and and you know just being a college student, also writing songs and and doing music. But 
uh, it was, it was less, I did a few, like a few shows kind of at like street fairs or, um, I, I, my spring break, I came down to LA and did a show at the Grove actually, like one of those summer things where they just hire people to play while people are shopping. So I did kind of that, that sort of, uh, that sort of gig. Um, and at the end of my freshman year, I got an opportunity to open for Jacob Whitesides, um, who is an incredible singer songwriter um, on tour and do like six, six dates with him. Wow. How did, like my, how did that come about? That was, I was super fortunate that they, um, you know, were looking for someone. And honestly, that was a connection through my manager. And it was uh, super lucky and I was super fortunate that he took a chance on me since I had never done a tour before. And it was like, that's, that's really when I got the bug um, and wanted to keep doing that and did a few, did like four more dates with him later that summer and just was like, this, this is it. So sophomore through senior year I was you know parts of school I was not there I was on tour I ended up taking a gap year halfway through to move to LA and tour so yeah it was kind of a, a weird experience not a, not your average college experience for sure and what about putting out like Space Case and then you had a, it looks like you had an EP before that. Like, are those records that you put out while you're still in college or was this all after you had finished? No, that was all, all in college. And yeah, those, those records are all really interesting to, to me because a lot of that stuff, I mean, obviously, uh, as you know, stuff in the music world takes a while. So you, you will write songs and then put them out you know a year later or something mm -hmm. like that so now now it's more um now you can write things and put it out quicker but um five six years ago um you had a little bit of time so a lot of those songs were songs i wrote right out of some in high school and some like graduated from high school like just graduated oh wow and so by time, yeah by the time i put it out like they even didn't really reflect me at the time um and I think that was the, the challenge with doing music in school is that I, I, was, I was trying to give 100% of myself to both things and it kind of didn't, I wasn't giving myself the time I needed to figure out what I wanted to say. I knew that I wanted to say something because, um, like I said, in, in high school, at least the first part, I felt really invisible and I knew mm -hmm. I just, I wanted a voice or I wanted to have something. And I just got caught up in the rush of school and the rush of starting touring that I wasn't, I, I was, I didn't sit with myself enough to figure out what I wanted to say musically at that, mm -hmm. at that point when, when you're 18 and, and know nothing basically. Sure. Sure. Okay. So then you, you, what did you put those records out while you were doing some of that touring and um, because the songs had already kind of been there and, and it would, had been a while and you put them out and are you touring those, those, that EP and the, that album all while then kind of coming back and, and taking classes? Pretty much. Yeah. I, I remember um, 
you know, I did a lot over the summer. The summer was, was the, and also that's just like the big touring time usually, but mm-hmm. uh, I was sophomore year, you know, took three weeks off. I mean, I was still doing classes, but like, uh, and then toured with the summer set, which was really fun. And it was the van tour. Um, and yeah, I did that for a little bit. Um, kept doing some shows uh, the next summer. Uh, did a tour with Jacob again and after my sophomore year that was when I was like I really I want to do this and so I decided to take a gap year okay and And that's when you moved to LA that's when I moved to LA and I toured basically from the end of May uh to what year is this sorry oh yeah sorry um I think this is this is the year 2017-2018. Okay. So yeah. gray was something that you had done yet or no? Not yet. Okay. Gray, I gray I started in 2018 and put that out in the fall of 2018. And this is and out, during or after the gap year? That was I wrote it during the gap year and I think I was just coming back to school when it came out. Okay. Gosh, I'm so I my memory is so bad. I'm just, no, no, it's perfect. I'm just going off dates. I know it's hard. I can't remember anything, especially since we've been sitting inside for like three years. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was just trying to figure out chronologically where that record fell in. So you did the gap year, did a bunch of touring, um, focused on music, focused on music, and then you put out this record. And what made you decide to go, you know what, let's go, I'm just gonna go back to school to finish. Yeah, I think, well, one, it was like they, I think Stanford would make you reapply after a certain amount of time off. So I was like, yeah, no, I'm not applying to college again. Absolutely not. Right. Uh, So (laughs) I was like, I'm going to come back and finish. But uh, that, yeah, so there's that. And also it it felt like the right time. I wanted to go back and and see my friends. And you obviously, you write better when you have more life experience. And so Mm -hmm. I was like, let's go get some experience um yeah and so I I came back and really my senior year was kind of when everything happened um the summer after my junior year into my senior year is I guess in my junior year I I was invited to go on tour with the vamps it's huge which was like I still I say I say this like it's normal to me, but it's not normal to me that that happened. I still, like, I can say it like it's normal because I like feel like it's, I woke up from a dream and I'm explaining my dream to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was incredible. It was like the first tour bus I was ever on. And I was like, oh my God. Oh yeah, that's so crazy. That's huge. The vamps are massive. So it was incredible. I loved it. And that was like my first yeah, that was like first international anything really. Um, and then come back to school, finish up. And then in the summer, like right away, did a tour with New Hope Club. And then like the day after that wrapped, started going on tour with Why Don't We? And did their um, the rest of their like US tour over the summer. And then was like so lucky to be invited back to go to Europe and Australia, New Zealand with them. Wow. It was insane. 
<laughs> that is so crazy. And where does COVID then land? Are you on one of these tours when that happened? I, it was very close to being that. I wasn't. So that wraps up in November. And then I, I, I do, I do one of those things where I'm like, okay, so I have to go, I have to go. I'm finishing school. I did all of, all of that stuff while in school, which was uh, a trip for sure. Um, gosh, I actually remember there was one time we had, um, I told some of my teachers in smaller lecture classes, but the bigger ones, I was like, it's going to be, mm, they're not going to know I'm not there. And it's sure. going to cause more problems if I tell them. So I'm not going to tell them. But there was one class that took your participation. And so, uh, and I was in the UK, at, or no, I, I was somewhere in Europe at the time. And the class lined up with my exact set time for like three days. And so my tour manager, Sunny, she was like an absolute angel. I gave her my laptop and I was like, I don't care what answers you pick. They aren't going to grade they just care about, so she would literally do my little participation quiz for me. It was like two questions uh, while <laughs> I was on. Just to show that you were there? That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, which wow. Is like so I'm just like, I'm fully not there, but yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. Then you get back. Obviously the world shuts down. Did you graduate? Uh, I saw, I'm just looking at your Instagram now. Uh, you have some pictures from, it looks like your graduation at Stanford, right? Um yeah. Uh, it so you were able to graduate. Was that something you were able to like walk and do the whole like congratulations thing? Or was it like, are you graduating via zoom? It was, um, yeah. So I actually, I, I graduated or was supposed to walk in 2020 and obviously that didn't happen. Okay. Um, so they didn't, they didn't, I'm sure they did like a zoom thing. I didn't participate. But they just recently this past year had a um, had a ceremony. So I got okay. to go back and walk and it was very lovely. So That's amazing. Okay. And then so you finish and then you decide, uh, did you ever pursue the degree or was it like, no, nah, I've got it just in case in my back pocket? Yeah, there, there, there hasn't been any sort of thought about whether I'm going to try to take a job in psychology or something okay, like so that. Okay, so then it's it just... Was, I'm going to LA now. You decide to move yeah. to LA because that's where it's where it's happening. And Absolutely. so then does that kind of bring us to around where we are now? Or when do you move to LA? What year? Yeah. So when when COVID hit, I was actually in Italy because I I have such bad FOMO a lot. And I heard one person say that they regretted never studying abroad in college. And I was like, I can't, I, I, now that I've heard it, that's going to happen to me. I, I, have, to it. It. <laughs> I have to do it. I have to do it. And so um, I did. So that's what I was doing. And Italy was the second place that, you know, or first place outside China that got hit. So we got sent back. Oh, um, yeah. It was like brutal. That was like the next hotspot. Yeah, it was an insane kind of experience. And so I got back and was was home and I I stayed at home with my parents and family for um a little over a year um and it was kind of a, a crazy experience that led to me rediscovering and, and figuring out what I wanted to do with music because I, I got back and I was doing zoom classes and 
Um, obviously, it's a stressful time for everybody. So everyone's feeling very emotional and, and anxious and scared. And I was going through um, some health stuff too. So I was not focused on music at all for a, the better part of, of, a, of a year, honestly. And when I started coming back at the end of 2020 writing again, I just had so much more clarity around what I wanted to do. And it really was a wonderful blessing in disguise because of course I was, I was so sad that it happened kind of right after I got like all these amazing experiences and opportunities to tour and felt like, you know, I, I found my footing a little bit and the rugs pulled out from under you mm -hmm. and it actually worked out for the better because now I feel like I had that time to sit with myself and figure out not just what I want to say, but how I want to say it and really kind of hone, spend like not have half my energy focused elsewhere, like have my entire being focused on the music. And that's, that's where the growth came in for me. Okay. And then you start putting out music again. Like it, it looks like you had a couple of years before you released another record up, up until uh, ever knew me. Was that just working on stuff, working on stuff, working on stuff and finally decided to, to put something out? Yeah. Well, it was like that year of not doing anything music related and then started writing um, and collaborating with some people that I'd met, you know, along my way um touring and doing zoom sessions of course um you know the 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 dreaded or amazing zoom sessions it's always a a hit or miss whether your audio is going to work or, or whatever but um you know it was wonderful to be able to work with people who aren't in in state and that was kind of a new opportunity that came up um but yeah started started writing figuring out what i wanted to say putting together new material um, and then felt like that was really the end of 2020 through all of 2021. Um, mm -hmm. And then figuring out like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna get back out there, reintroduce myself uh, as a musician and do, and really, and, and give this the shot that it deserves and yeah, so I, I put out my first song in two and a half years, like uh, just like la a couple like, recently, and it's been very it's exciting. A, it's a rad song. It's a really good song. I like it a lot, actually. I mean, I, I've listened to it a few times with Ever oh. Knew Me. Thank you. That's so nice. I, I really appreciate that. Yeah, the melody is awesome. I love the, yeah, just the feel of it. It's kind of like an alt pop song. Thank you. Oh, I, I, I don't know I'm blushing. I thank you so much. That's so right. no, it's awesome. Um, yeah, it was a really, really fun record to write. It was, uh, I wrote it with, um, a producer, Mark Siegel, who's out in Nashville, actually. Okay. Um, That's where I, I'm at. <laughs> I, may, I know I may or may not listen to many of your podcasts. Oh, no, thank you. Are. That I'm flattered. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's awesome. 
I know. I, I didn't know if uh, if I should pretend that I did not know if I should be like, but I was like, no, I'm just going to tell you. I Are know. you like, this guy must, if this guy sucks, I'm not even going to waste my time. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, I, I love listening. I get it. Uh, no, I love listening to this and, and hearing people's experience. So I, I love what you do. Um, thank you. That means a lot. It really does. Thank you. No, of course. I am. It's it's very cool and, and a very amazing opportunity for for me and and artists to just talk freely about um, their process and and have that space. So thank you. Oh no, no, thank you again. Uh, so uh, so tell me, you wrote the song with somebody in Nashville? Is it Zoom yeah. uh, writing? Did you know this person? Because I had imagine sharing, you know, uh, stuff that's pretty vulnerable to you with somebody that you've never met might be a difficult thing as well definitely and and i've done i've done that process um several times actually but this one was um this mark siegel and he i met him on tour with jacob whiteside so the first ever tour i did he was MDing and playing okay and um you know i knew he was a producer and we had you know hoped to connect over the years and uh and it just so happened that you know when when everything shut down, um, like we both connected and decided to get some Zoom sessions and it just worked. And I ended up writing a lot with him. He became my my main collaborator um, for for new music. And it was it's a great collaboration, great, wonderful partnership. And ever knew me, I wonder, um, that was like the longest song that we've written together thus far like it took the longest i think we started over zoom um i was in la at that point i've been, and i've been here for a year and it, the verse was easy like the production seat was great like it was just this chorus that took months to figure out not that we were actively trying for months but like we'd give it a few goes and nothing would hit and it'd be like, yes, no, no. Do we need to change the chords? I don't know. I don't know. Let's figure it out. We keep keep writing songs in between that. Come back to it like a little bit. No, it's not that, not that. And then um, he comes to LA to record um, some other stuff and, and write some other stuff. And the day that we had planned, we're like, okay, let's like give this song a shot. It's it's really good for what it is. We just need that chorus. And we changed the chords and I went home with the instrumental and I was like, I, I really had to like pep talk with myself. I was like, oh my God, okay. Mark leaves after tomorrow. This is it, like pull yourself together. And came up with like the most simple, it, we had been doing everything to try to make it like bigger and exciting. And I was like, that's not working. I'm gonna pull it back and pulled it back. And I get to the studio and I'm like, okay, you you may hate this because mm -hmm. we're, we're like we're doing all this exciting stuff, and I'm like this, I'm like this this may be like a total, this this might totally fail, but I sing it for him, and I just, I, I the most exciting moment was when I just I sing it through and I wait, and he goes, that's it, we got it, we're done. Wow. Yes. Yeah, because it's um, cool. I was gonna say the melody and and the hook and the chorus is really good. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. I'm shocked that you said that that was when you're like, it was the longest song. And I'm like, I think that song's only like a little over three minutes <laughs> long. <laughs> like, oh my God, what two minute songs do you have? No, no. I was thinking, what did I listen to the wrong song? 
<laughs> no, yeah, that's uh, and then tell me about idiot. That's the new new one. Oh, I idiot's my baby. I wrote that like a year and a half ago almost. Wow. Um, and I I love it for many reasons, but like the first one is that um while I was just experimenting with new music, there were songs that like I was like even if they're not for me, I want to know what I, I want to just do it. And it's like my Avril Lavigne wannabe song that I always have wanted to write a song like that. And so I was so happy to have that. And it came about because I was in Nashville working with Mark and was going to the studio, running a little bit late. And as soon as I got to every stoplight, like, like you know, a few yards out, it would turn green. And I was listening to some like pop punk, playlist at the time and I just kind of get in my head like guess I'm lucky that I'm hitting all the green lights and saying that to myself and in the car wrote this song driving you know a chorus of of all this stuff and I get to Mark's and we have other stuff planned it, it always kind of works out that we have like other stuff that we are supposed to be doing when the magic happens and um I was like okay I have no I have no chords I have nothing I have nothing but here's this and he's like, yes. And he grabs his guitar and we start playing and we start formulating the song and um, wrote that that day. And it was really, um, I, I feel like people expect that creativity happens and sparks like that all the time. And um, that's, that's really not the case um, for me at least, but that was one of those moments where like one of those rare moments where it just everything aligns at the right time and kind of you create something that you, uh, you don't expect to. I love that. That's amazing. And do you have, it sounds like you've been writing a lot of songs and do you have like a, are you going to release another album or EP or just more singles? What do you, uh, have coming up? I have, uh, yes, been, been writing a lot, been working on a lot. I'm very excited about, um, my project that ever knew me and, um, idiot are, are in the family of, so, I'm very excited for what's to come and kind of the full story to unfold and, and be heard. Exciting. Well, thank you so much, Taylor, for doing this today. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for having me. I've had the best time and so appreciate and feel very fortunate to um, be invited here. So thank of you. Of course. Of course. I have one more question. I want to know if you have advice for aspiring artists. Yeah, I think um, the... Gosh, the advice I have is even if it takes a little longer, sit with yourself a little more and figure out um, what you want to say and what story you want to put out there, because that's that's what people are going to connect to the most. And that's that's the most important thing is figuring out who you are, especially when this industry wants to tell you all the time who you should be or what box to fit in or what you need to do in order to to make it. So if, if you know who you are a little bit more, that'll just expedite the process, I think, in the long run.